What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And today's episode is honestly one I did not expect to record. But we passed the milestone last night overnight of passing the 6,000 subscriber mark. Um, so I wanted to do something to celebrate that. And uh, and there was a topic that I did not talk about yesterday. So we're going to get into AK coming in or tying for second in the executive of the year of voting and how the executive of the year voting is kind of bullshit. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, so first and foremost, to get the mushy stuff out of the way, um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, Chicago Bulls Central started just nine months ago. Actually, we're um, we're like three days away from the official nine-month mark of this channel starting, and... Um, I'll tell you what, what has what this channel has grown into has been wild. And I love the fact that it's really turned into a community and a place for Bulls fans. And it's something that we've built together. I don't take all the credit for this because, hell, I could be like a lot of YouTubers sitting here releasing videos, talking to my goddamn self. And it's because of you guys that the community has grown, spreading the word, because up until recently, really just the last probably couple of months. So uh, other than the last couple of months, I've been terrible at promoting this show. Um, I've, I literally didn't post really on social media, anything about the show for probably the first four or five months it was around. Uh, so everything really came between the YouTube algorithm and you guys just showing up on the live streams, commenting and, uh, and, you know, spreading the word. And I appreciate you guys so much for that. Um, I set a goal of in the first year getting, I think the goal was 3000 subscribers. We passed that within probably like the first three months that we were around and now to be past the 6,000 subscriber mark. I just want to thank you guys for it. We will be doing a giveaway, but I don't feel comfortable doing the giveaway quite yet because the winner of the last giveaway uh, who won a DeMar DeRozan jersey, I still haven't been able to get their jersey to them because they've been sold out on bulls.com. So um, I want to get that one done first. And I feel like it's just not right to do another giveaway while somebody is still waiting on what they won already. Um, so I will get that done as soon as the jersey's available and then we'll announce something because it's summer. I don't really expect us to hit another major milestone of like 7,000, 8,000 subscribers probably into the, the off season or the next season starts. So we got some time. I will be doing a giveaway for the 6,000 subscriber mark, though. I just want I just feel like it's it's it'd be disrespectful for me to not uh, to not have completed the last giveaway uh, and start another one. So I want to do that first. Um, but thank you so much for that. I can't say enough uh, to you guys about what that means to me. But let's go ahead and get into the topic for today. I don't want to bog it down. Just talk about the channel. Um, I want I want to give actual content. So the executive of the of the year award was awarded, and uh, Zach Kellerman, if that's how you, uh, Kyman, no L in his name, uh, won with to with eighty five total points. He had sixteen first place votes, one second place vo vote, and two third place votes, which gave him a total of eighty five points. Now. Tied for second was Kobe Altman with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers and Arturis Karnasova. Now, uh, Kobe had two first-place votes, five second-place votes, and two third-place votes. Whereas AK, our guy, had one first-place vote, six uh, second-place votes, and three third-place votes for both a total of 27 points. Next under that was James Jones with Phoenix with 26 points and Pat Riley of the Miami Heat with 26 points as well. And the reason why I want to bring up this topic, and I think it's something good to talk about, is because the executive of the year is more so about storyline. And the reason why I say that is that other than the acquisition of 
at Steven Adams for the Milwaukee Bucks, he didn't really make any deals this season. If you look at everybody who contributed to their run, except, like I said, Steven Adams, they were all acquired in past seasons. So what is the what is the mark for the executive of the year? Is it the best storyline going into the playoffs? Because don't get me wrong, the Memphis Grizzlies had an amazing season and they had great a great storyline because of just the player that John Morant is. But when you look at Kobe Altman and Arturis Karnasova, I think that they both did better jobs and made better moves in this season than what Zach uh, Kyman did. Like I said, because other than waving some players, he picked up Chris Dunn, waved Chris Dunn, he did the trade for Steven Adams. He didn't really make that many deals. But most of the players that are on this team were either drafted a long time ago um, or, a few, or a couple of years ago, if not more, or acquired before this season, not even in the, in the offseason. They didn't make a major move at the trade deadline. So it, 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 it really comes down to story when you think about it there. And yes, the Memphis Grizzlies were a great story. But when, when you look at Kobe Altman and Arturis Karnasova, they both made better moves from, the, from this offseason to the ending of the season. They both made better moves. Kobe Altman uh, in drafting Eben Mobley, um, tra- trading for Karis LeVert, um, trading, for, uh, trading Ricky Rubio at one point. Um, and just, you know, everything that they did, acquiring uh, Laurie Marketing, who didn't have an amazing season by any stretch of the imagination for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but put up a solid season in a time where most teams were completely down on Laurie. They found a role for Laurie. Laurie was able to play in that role pretty well. Um, and they just, they put together one of the uh, front court that could be one of the best front courts in the league when it's all said and done and as those players grow together. When you look at the moves that, that the Cleveland Cavaliers moves, I grade those moves well above anything that the Memphis Grizzlies does. And I hate, you guys know, I hate the city of Cleveland. I hate the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, they can all burn in hell as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I have to be honest in the way that I look at, like, look at it. The Cleveland Cavaliers made way better moves than the Memphis Grizzlies made. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies were a, a far better team. That's not anything that you can even try to argue, but made a made way better deals when you look at everything they did. Traded Ricky Rubio for Karis LeVert. Um, did sign Moses Brown, who really didn't do much for them. Let's let's be clear. But let's go back to the Cleveland Cavaliers move since the offseason. So we're gonna go back as far as August. So uh signed Denzel Washington. They they get nothing for that. They they got Laurie Marketing, re-signed Jaron Allen, drafted Evan Mobley, right? Like those right there are all better deals than anything, anything at all that I think that the Memphis Grizzlies did. And that goes back to August. That is the offseason. Now let's go back. Let's go back. I want before I get into the Bulls, because we all know what the Bulls did. Hell, this is the Bulls channel. I would hope you guys all know what the Bulls did. We're all Bulls fans here. But let's look at the acquisitions that the Memphis Grizzlies made, the actual moves that that an exec makes now maybe sometime maybe they're ranking it as the fact that he didn't make moves and the team is together but let's look back in august the start of the of the offseason we're going to start there so they they waived rajon rondo they traded patrick beverly to the to minnesota uh for uh jared cover and and Hern, Hernan gomez they traded eric bledsoe to the clippers for uh daniel arturo who they didn't keep patrick beverly and rajon rondo who we already talked what they did with that they uh they acquired stephen adams and that's the that's what they kept like what else is there like seriously other than that what they did they they made a lot of non-major moves they waved marcus all they signed and waved chris dunn that's it that's what the memphis grizzlies did now let's get back into our team the chicago bulls which you guys already know i'm always going to be biased when it comes to chicago bulls moves i really do when looking at this i think ak was robbed mainly because of how things fell apart at the end of the season. Now, somebody could say that, to be fair, hey, the exec didn't make a move at the trade deadline or the moves that 
AK made, while they looked good at the beginning of the season, they completely fell apart by the end of the season, whether it was injuries or whatever else. But we're going to go back to, to August. First thing they did, they signed Alice Caruso. I would say that that was a pretty damn good deal. On top of, like, signing Lonzo Ball, signing DeMar DeRozan, these are all signings that are better than anything that the Memphis Grizzlies did. They traded Al Farouk Amino for DeMar DeRozan and, and, and Thad Young for DeMar DeRozan. We re-signed Javante Green, somebody who uh, was a throw-in and ended up being quite a contributor on this team. Come on, man. Come on. Look at what this, like, those moves alone, alone. Come on. You have to, you, you listen, the fact that, and this is why I don't like narratives, right, is because you, you have to keep that same energy. DeMar DeRozan was the worst signing of the offseason, had the best season of his career statistically in his 13th year in the NBA. Now, while Lonzo Ball did not, he got injured and he didn't, he only played 35 games a season. In those 35 games, Lonzo Ball elevated this team's defense, elevated the play of Zach Levine by being on the court and his communication on, on the defensive end of the ball. Lonzo, when Zach and, and what, Zvooch or Zach and DeMar were out, I can't remember which combination it was because I'm just, I'm, I'm all over the place right now. But Lonzo averaging 18, 8, and 6. Every move, the fact that they were able to turn a Laurie marketing deal into a signing trade when everybody knew that Laurie wanted out of there, there was no chance of him re-signing with the Bulls. They were still able to turn that into a, a signing trade. <clears throat> like, come on. And then got back in that Derrick Jones Jr. and a future first round pick. Come on, man. Listen, if it's fixed. AK was robbed, in my opinion. If it would have went to Kobe Altman, while I still think that the Bulls made better moves this season, in this offseason, I would have understood it because they excelled way past what anybody thought they were going to be able to do, right? That, like, nobody, nobody gave the Bulls that much credit for what they thought they were going to be able to accomplish this season or what DeMar was able to do individually. The fact that the, the, the fit issues and concerns that the media ran with and that fit with DeMar and Zach was never an issue. AK, in my opinion, was rock. And I said as much on Locked on Bulls, but I wanted to talk about it here and get a little bit more in depth with it. Let me know what you guys think down below. Let me know if it frustrates you. Let me know what you think of the NBA exec of, of the year award as a whole do you think it should be ranked off moves made within that season or do you think it should be based on whatever team performed well i thought that's what coach of the year was for but let me know what you guys think down below thank you for supporting the show thank you for getting us to 6,000 subscribers on the youtube side of things i i appreciate you guys so much make sure you're following the channel at bull central pod on every social media platform you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bullcentralpod at gmail.com and lastly if you want to leave a text and or voicemail you can do so at 773-270-2799 we are the number one podcast for all chicago bulls news and content i love you guys peace y'all this has been a presentation of the break break media, media.